Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, hello, everyone. So doing a little uh, Freaky Friday podcast. We, uh, it is the, uh, what is happening? Clydesdale Media without the Clydesdale. But, uh, and, and Charlie at the reins. What is I've happening? Got the reins. I'm never here, but here I am. Um, it's a, that means it's a special, special occasion. I'm honored. Um, we've got our new friend, Justin Romare. I'm hoping I got that right. He is the CEO of Consistency Breeds Growth, which is an online uh, nutrition programming, uh, which we'll get into a little bit, but um, as well as probably one of the smartest people we'll have on, on these podcasts, um, at least to date that I know of. So we'll talk about, we'll talk a little bit about that. So uh, Justin, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. It's a freaky Friday, like you said. I don't know which one of us is the biggest freak here, but maybe we'll find out today on the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> That's going to be our uh, our other co-host, Amy, who's not here today. But we'll, we'll get into that. Um, so yeah, just um, you know, we want to um, just have a you know a good conversation about kind of how you how you came up, kind of what you're doing now, and, and some of the things that that you're doing going forward. So let's start kind of with your background. Um, in college, I uh, went to uh, some prestigious university called uh, Yale, I believe it was. Uh, so tell us a little bit how, how you got there and um, what you did there as well. Yeah, I can do that. So, um, you know, I uh, was born and raised in Louisiana, right? So that's where most of my family is from. Um, I was adopted at birth and that really shaped it, shaped my life in a lot of different ways, you know, especially when I started to grow up and really understood what that meant. Um, and when I started, to, I think, underst understand like the opportunity that I was given, uh, I think that that's when I started kind to, you know, just trying to find my place in the world, you know, and work hard at something. So for me, it started off with college baseball. So uh, I played sports almost my whole life. Uh, baseball just resonated with me the most. So I went to Loyola University. I played college baseball there for four years uh, and found myself studying chemistry in the bullpen a lot of the times until uh, they asked me to come in the pitch, right? So, uh, and you could ask my college buddies about this. They're like, man, guys studying during the game, you know? Um, so <laughs> I tried to do both <laughs> things at the same time. And, uh, you know, I fell in love with chemistry. So I applied to a number of different graduate schools across the country, which is typically how it works uh, in the world of chemistry, right? And uh, I landed uh, at Yale. So I was there for about three and a half, almost four years. I got my master's degree from there. Um, I studied HIV. So I was making primarily natural products, which are large molecules that can essentially help act as therapeutics for a variety of different human diseases. And that human disease that we were focused on was primarily HIV, right? So we didn't work. We were not chemical biologists, or at least I wasn't. Uh, so I didn't work with any active strains of HIV or anything like that. But I did work to create um, what you would call pharmaceutical-based products. 
that could potentially be used as a therapeutic uh, for HIV, right? So I did that for a number of years. And when I was in graduate school, that's actually when I found CrossFit, you know? Um, so that's kind of the story that led up to me um, at Yale and then how I started finding CrossFit as, uh, you know, a mode of, uh, and built my life the way it is, I would say today, you know? Okay. So let's, let's take a, a step back real quick. What, so in terms of your, on your baseball career, um, I know you said you were, you were middle relief pitcher. Is that what were you playing? Yeah, that's right. So I would come in inning anywhere from, you know, four to seven, you know? Okay. Um, yep. So that was, that was my, that was my role. Okay, nice. So then you were, you were high, were you hiding the chemistry book underneath the, the other playbook or were you just out right here with it? Yeah, that's a good question. So the cool thing, if you have ever watched a game, right, the bullpen is always separated from the coaches and the rest of the team for the most mm -hmm. part. The head coach and a lot of the other coaches, the hitting coach, some of that stuff, they're in the dugout, right? And then even in some cases, the bullpen's like in right field, you know, yeah. so it's super far oh, away. Yeah. So yeah. the coaches uh, didn't really know about, uh, you know, me studying and doing some of these things because you're in college, right? When you're a collegiate athlete, you, you don't just get to go out there and play baseball, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You got to study. You got to make sure you're keeping your grades up enough to stay active and, and that sort of stuff, right? So uh, I just, I guess, took it a step further, you know. So uh, the team and some of the other relief, middle relief pitchers that were out there with us uh, knew, but uh, my coaches, they didn't know. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, and being a middle reliever too, you never know when you're going to get called on too. So it's kind of like you, you could wait around a lot sometimes. That's it. Yeah. A lot of anxiety, I would say. Oh, am I going in? Am I not? Is it, are they going to call on me while I'm in the yeah. middle of studying for this or, right. you know, so uh, yeah, I would say uh, I couldn't do it now. You have, it. I, you I, have your, yeah. Zone so you typically have your favorite pitch. What was, what was your best pitch? Yeah, I threw a, a nasty split finger. So you see how far my fingers come apart? That's not normal. You can do it, Charlie. Let's see what you got. Yeah, this is not it's... like this. This is not like an L. <laughs> this is like this, wow. This is like straight, like straight away. This is not like me. This is like actually like. Uh, let me put it over here. You know, you can see it. Yeah. So I that's the starting baseball. The freaky Who's the freakiest? The <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now we know. <laughs> you didn't get to play baseball at Yale, did you, by any chance? No, I didn't. So um You didn't you have know, like a fifth year you could throw in there? Yeah, I wish. You know, if I would have been red shirted, you know, mm -hmm. my first year, maybe, you know, I could I could have done something like that. But uh no, I did I didn't play at Yale, you know. My uh my um, my future cousin in law played baseball for Yale. Okay. That's, That's why awesome. I, when I heard you, when I heard you went to Yale and you played baseball, I thought maybe you were a teammate of his. And then when you said you went to Loyola, I'm like, oh darn, never mind. Yeah, yeah. I think um, they have a big game every year. It's the Harvard versus Yale football game. Okay. Um, it's like huge. It's like this. It's like the SEC championship game. It's like mm -hmm. insane. Like everybody's there. It's nuts. And it's uh, you know just a bunch of nerds playing football. But surprisingly, they're pretty good at sports. Like they're not you know horrible. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so it's a good time. Nice. So looking back at kind of, you know, you said you were uh, adopted as you came up. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the foster fit program that you started and kind of how that evolved from 
Um, and I, I assume that that's kind of how you, you got started with that and kind of tell us a little bit about, about that. Yeah. So, you know, I found CrossFit uh, sort of, like I said, when I was in graduate school and I always had some, uh, you know, something inside inspiring me to connect CrossFit with foster care. Right. Um, I was fortunate enough to be basically adopted at birth and not have to be in the foster care system. So I don't know how much you guys know about the foster care system, but, you know, kids will typically change homes six to eight times while they're in it. A lot of kids actually age out, meaning they go through their entire, uh, you know, uh, adolescent life all the way up to 18, um, not having a real family, you know. And uh, so I understood, like, what, you know, some of those aspects of foster care and the difficulties that a lot of those kids and teens go through. And I always wanted to try to find a way to give back and what better way than CrossFit, right? So you can imagine some of the benefits that just us alone, as you cat, a, a, a owner of a CrossFit gym and affiliate owner, um, can, can just receive from the benefits of CrossFit, uh, let alone, you know, being someone underprivileged, not having a family or people to connect with, right? So you obviously have these rising obesity uh, statistics uh, in the United States specifically and in the Western world for, um, you know, just younger people, right? Um, that's typically even higher and that that are underprivileged, right? In foster care, you know, they, they fit under that category, right? Um, so you have that. And then you also have obviously the consistency parameters and a normalization of their life. So since they're constantly ch switching and changing, why not give them something that provides them consistency and normalcy in, in their life being that CrossFit gym that they can attend, uh, attend on a regular basis, you know? Uh, and then there's the community aspect, right? So like, and leadership aspects of people that uh, we know and love being our CrossFit coaches and mentors and all the different uh, versatile and diverse backgrounds that have a CrossFit gym, you know, both ethnically as well as with different jobs and occupations. You have firefighters, you have teachers that are all doing CrossFit, you know, so like what better exposure for those uh, foster kids to get the chance to become healthier and more fit, uh, have some sort of normalcy in their life, and then also have leaders and mentors uh, out there as well, you know, so that's when I decided the way to kind of connect my passion for foster care as well as CrossFit was to form a nonprofit organization, which, as you mentioned, is, is foster fit. Right. So what we do is we actually provide foster youth and teens with CrossFit gym memberships. Right. So uh, me and my board are actively um, we search for, you know, foster families that are primarily interested in joining a CrossFit gym and we provide the foster youth or teen. Uh, a membership to attend there. We pay for it ourselves through the fundraising dollars and everything that we, that we develop across a year. Right. So um, yeah, this is um, yeah, this is the website here. So this is uh, something that we've been doing since 2020. So we're a pretty new organization overall, uh, but it's exciting for us, you know, because uh, we feel like we make uh, an impact in, in a different way and connect some of these kids to CrossFit, you know? So that's it's sort of the story. Behind yeah. where, where we're is this going, a yeah. nationwide effort? Like it is nation. People can be anywhere yeah. to, to benefit is, from this, right? It, it is nationwide. So um, me and my team are working extremely hard to determine all of the different um, protocols for each state, right? So foster care is not something that's covered under the umbrella of the the government. It's 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 state right? It's local. Mm -hmm. So there are different rules associated with, with this. And, um, 
you know, what we do is we try our best to forever, wherever we get an application, whether it be New Jersey, Indiana, California, fulfill those scholarships in those areas. Um, we are focused on the Northeast and we are primarily focused on teens, right? Because teens, we feel, um, have a better, uh, I guess they have the opportunity as being older to really start career development and things like that. Uh, and we find a unique benefit for, for teens to be able to join a CrossFit gym and kind of grab those benefits that, you know, we all love at our CrossFit gyms, you know? What's an example of, of a state regulation that would prevent you guys from doing that? Just, uh, just out of curiosity. Yeah, it's a great question. So some states have a lot of regulations for foster kids doing extracurricular activities, for example. Mm -hmm. And some people's, yeah, so some people's legal, legal guardians are not actually the foster parents. They have other people that oversee some of mm -hmm. these parameters. So defining what that is for each state is not a easy task, right? So um, we learn about different states as we go and we get these applications in. And sometimes there are extra signatures and things that are necessary for, you know, kiddos to actually participate in, in extracurricular programs and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, usually the parents have a good idea, right? Because foster moms and dads are sure. usually pretty good about that, of understanding the regulations. But um, yeah, so those are some, uh, a few things at least that make it um, not so streamline as to who we're, we're able to kind of work with and help. Do you guys have an Instagram account for that? Yeah, we do. It's uh, um, foster underscore underscore fit. The, the the one underscore I think was, was taken. So we have the double underscore there. Yeah. People are, yeah, you know, some dead <laughs> account. It's, we can't use it. So. Cool. Is that the easiest yeah. way for, can people kind of get involved both ways, either Instagram or with the website? Yeah, I would say we have a couple of different ways. So they have the website. You can submit an application right through the website. So let's say you're a foster mom or dad. Uh, you can go right through the website and submit an application, right? Also on the Instagram, you'll find like that's more of our place that we fundraise and do some of those aspects. So you'll see, um, obviously, uh, some different resources on there and understanding of like and, and just learnings, you know, of what it is to be in foster care. Um and you can find uh, the link in our link tree to donate uh, on there as well. We just did a really great five minute burpee challenge. Uh, that was super exciting. Uh, we got a lot of people involved there. It was online. We ran it through competition corner. Uh, better than seven minutes of burpees. And we also <laughs> thought, uh, we also thought, hey, people can do this at home. So we wanted to get a lot of people involved. So that, that was super cool. Um, Who does so your yeah, social media? Uh, Jessica Wiesner, she is part of Power Branding LLC. Mm -hmm. um, she runs a lot of CrossFit accounts uh, out there as well, like some of the um, other businesses. So that's Chandler Smith, uh, Jesse Smith doing some burpees, Sam Quant. These are some of my athletes I work with on the nutrition side. So, um, nice. yeah, so they, they involve James Sprague, uh, that's Sam there. So we got a lot of uh, cool, cool athletes and stuff involved. You know, maybe we'll see one of these foster foster kids at the CrossFit Games one day. When you know, how cool would that be? be? Yeah. That'd be great. I, I imagine too, you got relationships with some of the gyms that that do these that they give you a break on membership or even donate memberships. Yeah, they they will. So mm -hmm. we always have that conversation with everyone. Obviously, everybody's gym, as you guys know, is in uh, different financial situations. So we will pay for the full membership. Um, but yeah, there there are gyms that will will vouch for the entire entirety of the membership or provide a discount as well. Mm -hmm. So it's really up to the discretion of the gym that we work with, you know? 
we'll we'll put mine on the list, please. Of, of yeah, absolutely, absolutely. For for you to send folks to if they need to. We do have a we have a two day a week uh, teen program, and and they can come to regular adult classes too if they want to. So. Yeah, usually it's easier with the teens, right? Because they can kind yeah. of jump right into the regular classes. Yeah, yeah, they make it work. Yeah, that's great. I'll get more information from you, Kat, after this, okay. and then we Sounds can go good. through it. Yeah, I'd love to help. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, a, that's an incredible program that you're doing. And then on the other side, so now you, you all, your other business is uh, you do nutrition, um, not only for elite athletes, but for uh, um, athletes like, like Kat, who... Um, <laughs> Desperate. like to get after it in her gym <laughs> but you're um so now did your chemistry and then your crossfit thing did that kind of play in into your deciding to kind of go after the uh, nutrition space yeah look i think um it my background at yale and my science background allowed me to transition pretty easily into into nutrition right um a lot of it is habit building, right? And there's a psychology component behind it. So that took me some time to learn, but uh, you know, it, it really segued me into doing nutrition coaching. And now we have a team of seven coaches plus myself that, that are helping CrossFitters around the world. You know, um, I think that, uh, you know, the other kind of comment or question that you, you, you asked was, look, when I started CrossFit, um, I was there for about two or three years. And while I was there, I was like, man, why is nobody's body changing in this entire CrossFit gym? I'm like, what is going on? Right. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, why? You know, like we're working hard. We're not a lot of people sit on their couch. They eat this, they do that. And then they complain about not getting results. That's one thing. Right. But if you're doing four to five wads per week. Right. These are some of the hardest workouts I've ever done, even being a collegiate athlete and things like that. Right. So what's to give, right? Like, why are we working this hard and, uh, and not seeing the results? Why don't we look a little bit more like we crossed it? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started developing my program, um, realizing that we burn like 250 to 300 calories in our CrossFit workouts. It doesn't matter what your whoop says, right? It's about 250 to 300 calories. It's not, uh, not 8,000. Yeah. It's not eight, <laughs> 800 million, you know? Um, and so I think that, uh, you know, we, we burn about 250 to 300, right? I mean, that's one donut. So, you know, there are people out there that really work hard. They're workhorses, right? I mean, the games athletes that we know of uh, are working out pretty much all day and they'll burn a lot of calories, you know? But for us, I mean, for most of us anyways, doing one workout per week, um, it's not really uh, possible to establish a calorie deficit if you're not taking care of the nutrition side that you need and fat loss is your goal, you know? So I think that, um, these are some of the, the aspects I would say that really got me involved into nutrition coaching and now building a team out that, that helps people. Yeah. You make a good point too, about that calorie burn, because I do think because the workouts are so intense and, you know, we do some of the same movements that, you know, these CrossFit games athletes do, I think we tend to adopt their diets you know, in terms of like, oh, we can have, you know, somebody I was listening to the other day, I think they're at, it might've been Saxon Panchik or maybe Spencer Panchik. He's at like 850 grams of carbs a day and like 270 grams of protein or, you know, whatever it is. And I think, you know, people think that they go to the gym and work out and they're like, oh, I got to get my protein like, you know, 20 minutes after the workout. And then I have to have 
you know, my heavy carb meal and, you know, carb load around my workout and all this other stuff. And it's like, we're not that special. <laughs> we're not that different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. People are doing this online everywhere, right? They're kind of just seeing some snippet of something and they think that they can incorporate it for themselves. You know, right. um, it's one of the common themes that social media has become, you know, so popularized amongst CrossFit and everywhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's, it's sort of that, uh, just because you do CrossFit, you can't just eat however much you want sort of scenario, right? Exactly. So f- focusing on, you know, doing CrossFit in four to five watts per week and not focusing you- on your nutrition is like being a street performer on a cul-de-sac, <laughs> you know? You're not really, you know, mm-hmm. you're not really, it's not really going to be super successful, for you, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And the quicker yeah. people realize that, um, the better off that they're going to be, right? Because they work synergistically the nutrition side, as well as the, the CrossFit nutrition side, um, the fitness and nutrition side, right? So I think bringing that to light through CBG and through the other, you know, CrossFit nutrition coaching companies that are out there is, uh, is a good thing. So what would a, what would an average CrossFit, you know, yeah, so we're at, five day we're person, at, what would they come to expect as a client of yours? Yeah, that's a really good question, right? So there's a couple different pillars of our program. Um, I would say the two most important are relationship-based coaching. And then uh, the, the, the other one is we don't have anybody tracking macros in our program. So the relationship is by Wait, far- Wait, say that again. Important. Repeat that. Yeah. Yeah. So there are two main pillars, I would say. Uh, in terms so the of, second uh, part, the second part, nobody uh, tracks part. macros? Yeah, nobody. Nobody tracks macros. Okay, that's unusual. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, and look, I've been preaching this since I started the company eight years ago. Um, and when I started saying this, um, people laughed at me, not as many people are laughing now, right? Because if you think about it, what are you going to be 70 tracking your macros? God, I hope not. Right. So we have to start thinking of other ways. And it's funny because macro coaches aren't tracking their macros. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're not, they figured out a system. I feel seen. I feel seen right now. I feel exposed. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean that macros isn't great. Macros are great. I mean, there's science behind it. It's got the, the laws of thermodynamics dynamics backing it. Whereas like this other stuff like keto and all the, there's no science backing it, right? It's just, it, it's just multiple ways of establishing a deficit. Mm-hmm. With, uh, with macros, it gets people a little closer to fueling their body correctly, especially as CrossFitters, right? We need to make sure we're getting adequate amounts of protein because we have a lot of muscle breakdown. Rhabdo, ever heard of it, right? We need protein. Then you got carbohydrates, right? For glycogen storage and making sure that we can give our, our body the fuel it needs. So from those aspects, macros really helps people understand finally like, oh, okay, that's how much I've been eating. Mm. Awesome, mm-hmm. right? But eventually we need to be able, I think, to transition from being able to understand our intake without having to track, right? Um, And I bring up this phenomenon a lot. When it comes to the specificity of macros and the specific amounts of grams that people are eating, um, I was talking to a client the other day and they're like, oh, Justin, you know, uh, you you said a banana is like around 30 grams of carbohydrates, 25, 30, and then an apple is about the same. But what if like I, I... I choose to have like a large banana, you know, those big apple crisp, the big ones, you know? And I, I just said, is that why you're not getting results? Mm. And we both kind of laughed and we were like, no, <laughs> it's not. 
right? So why are we tracking with that level of specificity, right? Why can't we just go off of these portions and understand our intake without having to track, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, that's what we, we help, we help uh, CrossFitters do at CBG is understand that transition of people that are have done macros, gotten the benefits of it, right? Helping them understand their intake, but are, uh, are kind of doing that tracking one week, not the next week. Find, tr trying to refine that consistency that they had a year ago when they were tracking. And uh, it's kind of like if you're a vegetarian, right? And you're eating uh, all plant-based foods one week, next week you eat meat. Mm. You're not a vegetarian, right? Mm. So not, not that it, week at least. Right. So the tracking macros is the same scenario. Are you actually tracking with enough consistency if you're this one week off, one week on person? So having that honest uh, discussion with yourself to say, ah, this isn't sustainable for me anymore. I need to find something new is where people I feel find our program, you know? So that's the quit tracking macros part, I would say. And how, how involved are your, your coaches with the clients that you guys do work with? Yeah. So this kind of goes back to that relationship-based coaching pillar that I was mentioning first, right? Mm -hmm. um, look, there are a lot of coaches out there that do this. And, um, Hey, here are your macros. Email me on Monday. Right. Mm -hmm. If we did that at our CrossFit gyms, nobody, nobody would go to our CrossFit gyms. Right. So like Kat, if you were like, Hey, here's the workout, you guys let me know when you're done. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll be behind the desk. You guys let me know. Right. I think what happened was years ago when macros became popularized, people personalized people's macros. And that was enough, right? Because it wasn't, it was hard to do actually, to figure out somebody's macros, a lot that goes into it. Now they have calculators everywhere. Anybody can go online, take 10 calculators, take the average and start tracking. No sure. problem. Not a bunch of value there. The value comes through the relationship now, right? Which is why when I make this comparison, hey, here are your macros, email me on Monday, hey, here's the workout, go off in the corner and do it yourself. People are like, wow, that is kind of ridiculous that this coach is just kind of giving me my macros and saying to email them once per week. Right. Um, and I think somebody 10 years ago started this model and everybody copies it. Now they just copy it. Here are your macros, email me Monday. Here are your macros, email me Monday. Right. There's no relationship building there. So like at your gym cat, it's kind of like this, right? You build relationships with everybody there. You know about their personal life. They come to you and they, you know, their struggles, like with their, maybe their family, home life, that yeah. they want to get their first ring muscle up, all these different aspects, right? Why can't we build that online? Now we have all the infrastructure. Look, we're talking right now. This is super easy. I signed on, I clicked the link and here we are, right? Mm -hmm. Now you can do video calls through WhatsApp. I just had a, a call with a deaf client the other day on Google Meet where the, all the different subtitles comes up. Um, you can do fa FaceTime video, on Facebook Messenger, you could do video everywhere. Everybody's competing for it, right? Yeah. So why not focus on a relationship, right? And the reason why this is so key is because results happen at the speed of trust, right? If you, if you don't trust your coach, you're not going to be accountable to them. You're not going to implement the tools that they're giving you. Uh, you're not going to be coachable. You're not going to be vulnerable and say, hey, I had a couple slices of pizza last night. I did some of this. You're not going to do any of that, right? And that's why the relationship side is so important. And I think people are catching on that if somebody kind of gives me my macros and say, email me on Monday, it's kind of like you go into work and your boss isn't there. 
<laughs> right. Then, you know, you're not going to work very hard. And I think sure. people are subconsciously like, man, this person's not working hard for me. How am I supposed to work hard and get behind this? You know, how am I supposed to put in the effort of tracking these macros and do all this when it's hard to do, right? Tracking, it's hard, it's hard, right? It's hard work. Um, so in our program, we do, you know, we do multiple check-ins per week. We give 24 seven unlimited tech support. Um, where in my SOP, like with my coaches, our response rate is four to six hours. Unless my coaches are sleeping, like we're on it. There's no like, people need us on the weekends. That's when people struggle the most. How are you not going to have weekends available? I'm not available on the weekends. What? Right. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> that's, the, that's the biggest struggle part of everybody. Everybody's week is the weekend. Yeah. Um, we do weekly FaceTime calls with every single client that's in our program. Right. Uh, and building that relationship is, uh, is important. You know, I think that's where people see results, especially online. And I think we're moving in that direction. And if you're not bringing that value to the marketplace with nutrition coaching, fitness coaching or anywhere else, I think you're going to get left behind the next couple of years, to be honest. So. That's super interesting. What, um, uh, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, um, if they're not tracking macros, so without giving away, you know, trade secrets or anything like, whoo. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good question. So look, we have our formulas we use over here at CBG for understanding, you know, what, you know, CrossFit nutrition looks different, right? We can all agree on that. It's not, we're not running around our neighborhoods to lose weight from CrossFit. Our bodies depend on us. So we have our formulas we use, spits out the macros and calories, right? This is great. So um, once we get those macros, we say, all right, how do we break this down into portion sizes? It's pretty easy. Like your cell phone, four ounces. Mm -hmm. right this is super easy right so four ounces of chicken is like the size of your cell phone uh then we take those those uh those portion sizes and we build them into what's called your lifestyle blueprint right your lifestyle blueprint is based on your life this is where we meet people where they're at right nobody's tracked anything before and they haven't even hit their protein goal consistently then we're not going to build out this full-blown blueprint we're just going to get them to hit their protein goal and the portion sizes across their day so it's not that hard right let's say somebody wants 100 grams of protein we build out in the lifestyle blueprint. Hey, what are the couple times you can eat throughout the day? Oh, you can eat these three times. That's not too much for you. Okay, great. You can do one protein shake. Awesome. Now we have four meals. Out of those four meals, we split that out by 100 and get 25 grams. 25 grams is the size of your cell phone, right? This isn't hard to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Then once we build complexity, we do that with fats. We do that with carbs. A lot of our clients are more advanced because remember, our marketing is around quit tracking macros. Right. So we're dealing with clients that are also very uh, well and they've done that. Yeah, they've done it. So we can build out blueprints that fit their lifestyle. How many meals do you like per day? What times can you eat? When do you wake up? What times your watch? How do we get a pre-watch snack? What time do you go to sleep? All these different aspects, right? So this is what we do. We build out these lifestyle blueprints for people, and it's kind of like your your CrossFit gym, right, Cat? A lot of people go to CrossFit because the workout's done. Right. Done for yeah, him. Got it. The girl great. I don't even think about it. I just got to do the work. I got to do the burpee. Same thing. Our blueprints are the same thing. It's the done for you nutrition model, right? Um, and it's just meeting you where you're at consistently and being able to change those blueprints over time as we get feedback through the relationship based coaching part, you know? Whereas macros is like, hey, uh, we're going to do rowing and wall balls today. Um, you guys come up with your own workout. <laughs> right. Right. How many walls you want to do? Right. AMRAP, EMOM, what do you want to do? You know, um, you know, and that's really hard for people to build habits 
It's harder for people to build habits that way. There are great habit-based coaches that, tr- that do macros. Uh, Tracy Tucker at, um, at Training Think Tank, good friend of mine, uh, amazing coach that teaches macros, right? If you guys haven't had her on, you should have her on. She's an amazing macro coach, right? I've been trying to get her to work for me for, for years. <laughs> Just shifted over to Training Think Tank. She's a great friend. She teaches people habits through tracking macros. So there are ways to do it. Right. There are ways to do it. Right. But um, my my program really pushes back on the, hey, here are your macros. Email me on Monday. Right. This is a short lived kind of tool for helping people get the sustainable results that that they need. You know, um, so that's sort of the methodology behind our blueprints, how we utilize them. We change them over time, different blueprints for different days. We'll do anything, you know. Um, so that's sort of our system and how, how we operate to help people build the habits without having to track. Yeah, I like that. I, I think a lot of times, too, when you're in an industry like this where it can become pretty cookie cutter and everybody's sort of doing the same thing, everybody's you know going to zig and you have to zag, right? You have to just do something different and create create your own um, specialty, if you will, and uh, and differentiate yourself. So that's really cool. I'm super intrigued by it. Yeah, we. I mean, we've been in business eight years. We've made a lot of mistakes along the way. Uh, we've made a lot of changes along the way, um, and it's it's exciting. So yeah, they're kind of two different business models. There's there's the there's the programs like mine where like we're invested in every single person that comes in. We want a hundred percent of people that pay for our programs and be a, that are a part of my team to get results. And then there's like the macro stacks, sure. right? The numbers game. They sign they sign up a thousand people a month. They help way more people than we do because a hundred of those thousand get results. We can't help a hundred people a month, right? Mm-hmm. But nine hundred don't. What game do you want to play, right? Yeah. So we're in the relationship building game. So that's what we do for now. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of I would say the two different options that people have, you know, in terms of one-on-one coaching versus some of the other things available out there, you know. And you're the owner creator of this company. Yeah, I'm the owner and creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I went 50-50 with a partner about eight years ago. He was uh, my buddy Taylor. He's a five-time regional athlete. He takes care of the programming side for us. He gave me 100% of the company because now we're uh, basically at 90% nutrition, 10% programming, right? Okay. So I own 100%. So I'm, I'm co-founder, I guess, and CEO. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the, the situation that we're in currently. And do you do anything else for work? Yeah, so this is a great question, Kat. I'm glad you. I feel like you, this is uh, timely, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I like don't. What's your day I job, just, or what was your day job? I should say. Yeah, I just quit my full time job last week. So I'm CBG. Yeah, I'm CBG full time. So I'm talking to you from one of the rooms in my house. I got a big CBG sign coming, a three foot by three foot sign right here. I got podcast coming. I got a lot of a lot of plans for nice. 2023. You know, I got more time on my hands. So. Um, so yeah, it's exciting stuff. I, uh, I quit last week. I was a research and development chemist at ExxonMobil, uh, for the past three years. So using my chemistry background there, and now, uh, I have the support infrastructure of CBG to be able to go full time and really provide, uh, the value to the marketplace that I want, you know, through nutrition coaching. So here we are. That's really awesome. Congrats. I know exactly how that feels because I did that myself. I took the plunge yeah. back in April of 2018 and I'll never forget it. Um, the Sunday scaries went away for me. Like yeah. I didn't have them anymore because I actually, you know, because Sundays were my least busy day in the gym 
And I actually didn't like Sundays. You know, now I don't like Sundays. Like I look forward to Monday because Monday mm -hmm. I get to do what I love to do. Right. Yeah. So no. The opposite, it, you know, from yeah. when I was had an office job when I just dreaded Sunday night into Monday. Yeah, it's invaluable having your own time. Yeah, invaluable. I I feel like you know. So Charlie was like, "You want to come on a podcast?" I was like, "Because yeah. I <laughs> want all the everybody to know about what we're doing." You know, so I appreciate yeah. uh, you guys having me on with it. You know, it's good. It's very cool. Absolutely. What's the What's the best way for people to kind of find you guys now? Yeah, so we're uh, we're, we're active on Instagram. I have a private Facebook group as well. Um, so, uh, people call me the wad nutritionist. Let's see, here we go. I'm the wad nutritionist now. This is me. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the, I'm the wad nutritionist. This is my little stick here. So I get on trading card. Yeah, there you go. Um, they call me the wad nutritionist. We have a Facebook group, um, uh, wad nutrition Facebook group. It's free. I go, you know, I do multiple lives. We do free little mini challenges on there to help people build certain habits. Uh, I give away a bunch of free guides. I do webinars. I do a bunch of stuff on there and anybody's welcome to join. Just got to be a CrossFitter, you know? Um, so you can find that link in the bio on Instagram. Uh, and I can give it to you guys for the show notes as well, if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, you could find us on Instagram. You could shoot us an email. We're in a lot of different places. We're at CBG underscore online underscore nutrition on, uh, on Instagram. So yeah, anybody could, and I, I'm bringing the podcast back. I had it. Uh, pretty much the first six to eight months. I've been, I've had the podcast for a while. I just get on there, but now I'm going to bring it back this year. So you guys can, can see me there. So for the listeners, it's CBG radio. You could find us pretty much everywhere. So yeah, this is the Instagram here. So working with some pretty cool athletes right now. I'm excited about it. How did you yeah, get your first, how did you get your first elite athlete on board? Elite athlete. Let's see who that was. Was it Sax? Saxon, I'd say, was my second uh, high-level athlete. I work with Craig Kinney at Brantford CrossFit. Um, okay. So he's in Connecticut. He 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 actually, I, I got to give a lot of credit to, to Craig. He he runs a great gym, Brantford CrossFit, out there with his partner, AJ. They're, they're amazing people. They run a, a really uh, tight ship over there. And uh, he, he gave me a lot of confidence. Um if you know Craig personally, then you know what I'm talking about. But he uh, he, he gave me a lot of confidence to, to become a, a great coach and provide value to people because I've seen how he ran and operated his gym. So I started providing that to, to him through the nutrition side and some of his members there. <clears throat> that really got me going. And then, yeah, I started working with Saxon. Um, before he actually made the games, I started working with him. We worked together for a number of years. Um, I guess three or four years we worked together. Uh, and, and yeah, so those are some of the, the top athletes that I've worked with. So Craig, I was at his gym and then Saxon, just like kind of all the other athletes we work with, just about having a conversation, you know, dropping yeah. into the DMs, yo, what's mm -hmm. up, you know, and, uh, that, that's how it kind of was born where I'm able to kind of work with some, some people, some really great athletes out there that need help fueling correctly, you know, super important. I love it. Yep. Well, it's been great Absolutely. to know, get to know you. I'm I'm excited that I was able to jump on. Yeah, it's good. I uh, I'm I'm glad you guys you guys had me here. Happy to, to come back anytime. Um, just just keep me posted. I I, uh, I listened to a couple podcasts before this. You guys have some cool people that come on here, and uh, I love the uh, the the ones where you guys are all together. <laughs> the roundtables, yeah. you know? fun. 
<laughs> the home team, you know, home yeah. team round table. You know, I like that. I think that's yeah. cool where you could just kind of talk about whatever you want, you know? So yeah. makes people fans of you guys, which is eventually <laughs> that's what you want to be. You know, it's cool. Let's hope yeah. so. Well, yeah, we appreciate you having you. Um, appreciate you coming on with us and telling us a little bit about your story and um, everybody let's yeah, check them out and um, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely love. talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks guys. I appreciate the time. Appreciate it.